Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. Study after study and example after example has shown that companies that market more and better grow faster. That's Louis Gadima, our guest today on Talking Business Now. He shares tips from his new book, Bullseye Marketing, on how small and mid-sized companies like yours can grow faster with more targeted, cost-effective marketing. We'll hear more from Lewis right after this message from our sponsor, Interobang Solutions. Would you like to position your company as an industry thought leader, increase engagement, and build credibility with prospects and clients? Establish your influence as a trusted resource Interobang Solutions offers full-service writing and publishing solutions that deliver your company's messages with a bang. You can count on us to provide turnkey solutions that support your existing marketing and communication staff or act as your full-service outsourced partner. Interobang Solutions, providing custom writing, editing, and publishing solutions. Call 913-676-7272 or visit www.interobanksolutions.com. That's 913-676-7272 or www.interobanksolutions.com. We're talking business now with Louis Gadima. He helps companies increase their revenue by focusing on the fastest, least expensive, and most cost-effective programs to get more leads and sales. He's the founder and president of a marketing consultancy called Revenue & Associates, and he previously founded a marketing agency that grew into one of the top four in its national market before he successfully exited. He has a new book out, just released, called Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Business Faster. Welcome to Talking Business Now, Lewis. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to join with you today. I'm looking forward to really diving into the advice you give on marketing because, you know, so often, especially to non-marketers, which is really who most business owners are, it's just so confusing and there are just so many choices and in fact, you'd think that choice would be a good thing, but in many cases, it just adds to the confusion. So let's start with why you wrote Bullseye Marketing. Well, um, I wrote it in part just because of what you just mentioned. You know, there are so many uh, options today, and so many uh, people have you know, are kind of expressing ideas, and a lot of it is vendors. You know, there's over 6,000 marketing software vendors now, so they're all a to- touting, you know, their particular solution. And if you're a a social media software company, you're just going to talk about social media. If you're an email software company, you're just going to talk about that. And so there's a tremendous amount of noise and a tremendous amount of confusion. And especially for business people who aren't really familiar and experienced with marketing, I think it becomes overwhelming. And many aren't able to take advantage of the terrific opportunities that are available today, like ridiculously inexpensive and effective marketing, simply because they don't know how to focus, they don't know how to start and scale a program. And 
uh, you know, listening to a lot of the chatter out there, they may get uh, distracted and pulled in the wrong direction and, and have initial failures and then they give up on the whole thing. So I really wanted to lay out an approach that frankly is a bit contrarian to what a lot of people are saying, but I think it also makes a tremendous amount of sense. So, you know, that's what I'm hearing back from, from people in small and mid-sized companies. Uh, when they hear about bullseye marketing, when they read my book, they say, you know, where has this been? This just makes so much sense. Why haven't other people been saying this? One of your strongest points is that small and mid-sized companies should be doing more marketing. But a lot of times the owners of smaller companies think they just don't have the dollars to compete with the larger companies on the marketing side. So I'm just going to rely on word of mouth seems to be the mantra that they adopt. What's your response to that? Well, first of all, as I explain in the book, there are a lot of really, really inexpensive ways to improve your marketing these days. And unfortunately, I think a lot of companies, uh, the founders, uh, the leaders of, of small and mid-sized businesses often don't have much experience with marketing. They may think of it as an expense instead of an investment in growth. And and so they just don't uh, get involved with it at all. But study after study and example after example has shown that companies that market more and better grow faster. And, you know, they lead to, they, they get to lead their industry. And so, for example, I did a study of software companies and I have this nine point digital marketing scorecard. And I found that the companies that scored the highest on that nine point scorecard scored eight or nine uh, were growing three to five times faster than the companies scoring zero to three. Uh, but it's not just in software. There was a study done by uh, a company of over a thousand insurance agencies that found that the, the insurance agencies that marketed the most grew the fastest. They all got leads from referrals and word of mouth, but the ones that, that were engaged in sophisticated marketing got leads from a lot of other sources too. Or just to give you one more uh, example, I was having a conversation with a, a VP of sales and marketing, um, and he was saying how the company he works at for 60 years was a family-owned business. And they grew to around three dozen employees over that time. They had a good reputation, but they were one of those, you know, best kept secret kind of companies. And then they were acquired, and the company that acquired them wanted to grow faster, so they started to invest in sales and marketing. And in four years, that company more than doubled what they had done in the first 60 years. And so there's just tremendous opportunities, uh, a huge amount of money that companies uh, are leaving on the table, but not be taking advantage of, of these programs. You mentioned that one of the biggest reasons that companies don't market is because their founder or their CEO just really isn't a marketing expert. They don't understand it, and they really don't know where to start. But are there other reasons besides the owner's hesitation for why companies don't market? Well, I think that's important. You know, the the owners are really good at, at their industry. Um, they've had a, a real insight, and that's why they've, they've created their company. They may have a superior... Um, service or product, and they've gotten at least good at sales, so the company has survived. 
but they're not knowledgeable on how to do marketing at all. And the other one is what you brought up at the beginning, that there's just so many options. It just is overwhelming. And if, Mm -hmm. if they do think, well, we should be doing marketing, they just don't know where to start. Um, They're likely to get very conflicting advice from different vendors and consultants. And, uh, you know, unfortunately it's, it's entirely possible. They'll kind of go, go down the wrong road try something like social media or content marketing that really are long-term programs that that take two or three years to produce results. They don't see any impact after six months and they say, well, we knew it. Marketing doesn't work for us. And, but if they did it right, as I describe it, you know, in the bullseye marketing book, um, they could get much faster, much more inexpensive results and really build out ultimately to those long-term programs uh, and be successful with it. Let's dive into your book. You mentioned earlier that bullseye marketing takes a contrarian approach. Tell us what you mean by that. So bullseye marketing uh, breaks marketing into three stages, essentially, for a company. So in the center of the bullseye, a company is taking advantage of what I call marketing assets that it already uh, possesses. And for any company that's been around for a few years, they have these assets, but they just don't realize it and they they just aren't taking advantage of them. So I describe uh, six or seven of them in the book, but let me just describe three of them to you right now. Uh, First is the company's customers who are absolutely at the center of the bullseye. One of the things that I talk about is having non-selling conversations with customers. And very few companies do this, and and I encourage them to do it. It's really hard often to get them to do it, but you learn so much about what your customers really want, what they really need, how you can serve them better, how you can uh, be more successful versus the competition. uh, That, and when I do these for clients, invariably I come back with insights that just wow the CEOs. Uh, things that they weren't aware of, even if they're a service company and, and think of being themselves as being close to the customer. Uh, and then using that to sell more to your current accounts, because one of the mistakes that a lot of companies make, and not just small and mid-sized companies, is focusing too much on acquiring new accounts and not enough on retaining and growing existing accounts. Yeah. And it's five to 25 times more expensive to get a new account than to retain and grow uh, an existing account. So those, when you do that, that's just um, way more profitable because it's so much less expensive to do. So that's, that's one of your marketing assets. A second one is email lists. Uh, the consulting firm McKinsey estimates that email is 40 times more effective than social media for customer acquisition. And that's been my experience. It's, it's a tremendously powerful platform. It costs almost nothing to do. If you've got 10,000 email contacts, you could email them many times a month for less than $100. Uh, and yet I talk to companies all the time and I say, how many email contacts do you have? And they say, oh, we have 9,000, we have 22,000. And how often do you email them? Oh, at Christmas. <laughs> so. There's a great opportunity there. And and let me give just one other example, which is the website that companies have. So they have these websites and they have traffic come to the website. 
But literally 99.9% of the people who come to the website come and go and the company has no idea who they are or what they want or if they're a potential customer. And, and they need to improve the messaging of their website. They need to have calls to action. They need to have uh, ways that the, the person make it easy for the person to start doing business with them and, and make that really prominent and, and much more accessible. And that can, you can double or triple your number of website leads in a matter of weeks, uh, again, for very little money just from the existing website traffic that you have. And, and that's another one of those marketing assets. So there's all these things companies can start with in the center of the bullseye, and there's others than those uh, that cost almost nothing, and they're really fast to implement. And you can get some quick wins and see some results. And then you go on to the second and third ring. And the second ring is when you start to try to get new customers and what you do is use various techniques like search marketing, search advertising, mm -hmm. to get in front of people, to identify and get in front of people, especially who want to buy now. Uh, because it's a big world. You might have you know, thousands or, or tens of thousands of potential customers. But if they're not looking to buy now, then your, your marketing dollars and efforts are going to be pretty ineffective. So if you can identify the ones who really are looking to buy now, then that's the second phase and uh, focusing your programs on that. And then the third phase is these long-term awareness and brand building programs like content, social media, display advertising, events, and so forth mm -hmm. that really can be terrifically successful in the long run. Start with those you're not likely to get many results and uh, and you may give up. But if you do it in in the way that I've described, you can build and scale a really successful marketing program. One of the interesting things you say in your book is that so often when we look at a bullseye, it looks like there are three very distinct areas. Although in reality, those areas overlap. Tell us why that overlap is so important. Well, for example, one of the things I mentioned in the center of the bullseye is doing things to your website that encourage people to get in touch with you. It's what, uh, when someone does something on your website that you want them to do, whether that's buy something on an e-commerce site or sign up for something or download uh, or a white paper or what, whatever it may be, um, marketers call that a conversion. And so we talk about optimizing the website for conversions, and that can double or triple very quickly the number of conversions you get uh, for very you know, uh, small dollars. Well, you're going to need conversion optimization throughout your marketing programs. So even in the second phase, that conversion optimization is really central to the success of search advertising. Uh, if you have a great search ad program, but you don't have good forms and a, a, that, that relate to your ads, a, a classic mistake that a lot of companies make when they start to do search ads with, with Google AdWords is instead of coming to a dedicated form that relates to just what that ad is about and what they're, they're trying to sell through that ad, 
Instead, they'll have the ad link to the company's homepage. Well, that's not a that's that's not a conversion form. You know, that's just going to confuse people about what to do. So that kind of conversion optimization is important throughout. It's important for your social media marketing. You know, if you have a tweet or a post about something and it links to your website, again, you want to have the the right experience so it's as easy as possible for people to do business with you and that will make that social media campaign much more effective as well. Um, and the same thing with content. You know, you're primarily going to be really focusing on content marketing in the third phase, but even in that first phase, you're going to learn about what's the, the really specific content that your current customers want that's different from what prospects might want and starting to uh, produce that. So there, there definitely is overlap between the three phases. And realizing, too, in real life, you just don't do everything one at a time. You're going to have current customers that will be at a certain stage, and you're also going to be working to bring new customers on and moving them along in the cycle. So you'll have all three areas of the bullseye active at the same time, right? Yeah, ultimately building that out, you know, you'll you'll be engaged in everything uh, so that customers and prospects see you in many different places. Um, let me give you an, an, an easy and, again, really inexpensive example that builds on your email marketing. One of the things you can do is upload an email list of customers or prospects to Facebook or LinkedIn, and you can then display ads to only those people who are also getting emails from you. So then you're getting you know bigger impact because people are seeing you in two places. And then a third thing you could do is you could use what's called retargeting, which you've all experienced. Uh, let's say you go, to Amazon, you go to Amazon, you see a book, and as soon as you leave Amazon, you start to see ads for that book on other sites. Well, that's called retargeting. It's really inexpensive. It's highly, highly targeted, again, just to those people who have come to your website and so if you combine that with your email marketing and that customized social media list, then people are seeing you now in three places. And that reinforces itself really inexpensively. Um, all of those programs are, are fast and easy to spin up and can really produce results for a company quickly. What do you think is the biggest challenge for companies whose leaders don't have much marketing experience or an internal person who can drive a marketing effort, either right when the company's starting or when they're trying to scale up an existing marketing program? Yeah, and, and I would agree that the book is primarily for people who don't have a lot of experience or, or teams that don't have a lot of experience. Although I've had uh, some pretty sophisticated marketers you know, say that they're showing it to their whole team because even in the enterprise companies, the multi-billion dollar companies that I've worked with, there are often bullseye that are very important that they're missing. But in terms of the challenge for a company that, that really wants to uh, take advantage of this and, and start to do more serious marketing, 
The goal of which, of course, is to produce more leads and sales. It's not just visibility. It's really to produce business results. I think the biggest challenge often is around the time commitment. Um, you know, everybody in a company, the senior team especially, they're, they're 100% busy. And now they're taking on a new initiative. That's a very important initiative, but they have to somehow carve out some time to work on that with their people. And it may be done by um, a team, you know, the marketing effort may be led by a team member, an employee, it may be led by a consultant or by an agency, but the, the people in the company are gonna have to dedicate some time to meeting with them, discussing exactly what will work for them, what kind of messages, what's their experience with their customers, and the marketplace, reviewing uh, emails, reviewing blog posts and ads and so forth. Uh, so it really is a matter of dedicating that time to what is a new initiative and giving it the importance for it to succeed. I think that's yes. the biggest challenge that I run into in a lot of companies. What should company leaders be looking for in terms of outcomes to their efforts? I know that's going to vary from company to company and from industry to industry, but overall, what are some of the things they should be looking at to determine if their efforts were worthwhile? Well, I describe that in the book uh, for different programs. What will you see? Because um, in any kind of marketing program, there's there's marketing goals and there's business goals. And you might start by seeing some of these marketing results, uh, but ultimately uh, what you wanna see are the business results. And those are always have to be in the form of more qualified leads, more sales. Again, marketing is not just about visibility. It really has to contribute uh, to the business success. And so, if you uh, if you are doing, for example, social media, you might early on see, oh, you know, we're getting likes and shares and retweets and and things of that sort. But that's just uh, those are just social media goals. If those aren't driving more leads and sales, then it's not contributing to the business and it's not really uh, useful. And so, on all of these programs, in all three stages, uh, you want to be finding those kinds of business results. You said earlier that marketing is an investment and any investor wants an investment to pay off. So eventually you do have to see the business results, as you said. And as we wrap up here in this episode of Talking Business Now, what would you leave our listeners to think about? Um, you know, cut through all the clutter. And, uh, you know, it really is what I often say to people is focus on the bullseye. Focus on those assets that you have already and that you can, that you're not taking advantage of, that they're kind of the equivalent of having cash stuck in a shoebox under your bed. And you really need to take that out and, and take advantage of all of these assets, these marketing assets you have that can produce a lot more results for you in a really short amount of time. Great advice. So where can people get a copy of your book, Bullseye Marketing? 
So bullseye marketing, which includes hundreds of tips and best practices and, and examples from lots of companies, uh, it's a real hands-on book. Uh, it's available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback versions, or you could order it through your bookstore if they're not carrying it. You also have your own website, lewisgadinamug.com. Right. And so they can get more information about the book there and about events and uh, places that, that I'm going to be speaking and uh, things of that sort there. Again, thank you, Lewis, for being our guest today on Talking Business Now. And for listeners who want to purchase a copy of the book, remember, go to Amazon.com or LewisGadema.com. That's L-O-U-I-S-G-U-D-E-M-A dot com. We appreciate the support of our sponsor, Interobank Solutions, providing writing, editing, and publishing services. Give them a call at 913-676-7272 or visit interobanksolutions.com. And thank you all for tuning in today. Please be sure to join us for the next episode of Talking Business Now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.